Hello and welcome to the Hodges Hall Podcast, coming to you from the basement of Hodges Hall, the home of LSU Student Media. I'm Zoyce Manners, producer of Tiger TV. And I, I am uh, Chris Calderero, pilgrim for the Daily Revelry. It's, this is our Thanksgiving spectacular. And it's spectacular in the sense that we don't really know where this conversation is going to go. Nope. I have no uh, notes. We're going to have some, some debate regarding Thanksgiving foods and a lot of our best podcast moments. For those of you who recently started listening, we uh, used to put our podcast up on the old site. Our best moments have come in fierce debate. So we're going to get into the four best Thanksgiving foods, our own rankings, and we'll see where that conversation goes. But let's start with LSU's win over Rice. And the reason why it's kind of a, a boring podcast is because it's exactly what we expected to happen. One-way traffic, LSU 42, Rice 10. I mean, Rice scored 10 points. Yeah, more than, more than we thought, more than we gave I think, them credit for. I think we gave them a combined two. Yeah, I, I gave them two. A holding in the end zone, is that what we decided? Yeah, yeah. Game kind of got off to a weird start for LSU. A couple drop passes. I think, I think that first drive where, where Jefferson dropped the ball, we, we ended up punting, I think. I don't know. That's, I mean, really, like, I'm just trying to find things to say about this game because... It was, it was it was it was expectedly boring. Yeah, it was, it was so I mean, boring. it was you know LSU was just completely dominating. Everybody and their and their child got a rushing carry in this game. And yes. LSU put up 180 on the ground, 372 through the air. Joe Burrow 20 for 28, 307 yards, two touchdowns. So his best day as a Tiger. But I mean, it's against Rice. Yeah, I mean, it's against a bunch of grains. <laughs> so it's one of those things where for the Rice game. So this was my last game as a student in Death Valley. So I was honestly more focused on uh, the pageantry aspects of Tiger Stadium rather than the football game. But, you know, I just, it was a thing where I enjoyed, you know, I took note of the fireworks and the entrance of the team and the songs they played rather than what was actually going down on the field. You know, just because it's my last game as a student, so I wanted to... A little it, emotional. It's a, it's a bit sentimental a little, for me. Yeah, emotional. Yeah, a little emotional. No, I won't lie, like when the team ran out for the last time, I was like, Man, four years goes by a lot faster than, than I thought it would have. But, yeah, Miles Brennan got to play a little bit, so good for him. You got me tearing up over here, man. <laughs> How emotional. Uh, oh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Foster Morrow. Okay, your yeah. favorite person in the yeah. world. Yeah, no, absolutely. Fellow, fellow Blue Jay. Had a, had a quality game, statistically. This His is first cool. touchdown of the year, I want to say. So good for him. First touchdown of the year came in senior night. Uh, and actually, coincidentally, his last reception went for 18 yards. So kind of fitting. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but uh, if only he could block well. Wow! There will be no Foster Morrow slander in this podcast. I can guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. It was the Rice game, guys. Like, yeah, it's tough to. It's Devin tough White to led the team in tackles. Well, I don't know. Okay, you can. That's that's an evergreen evergreen <laughs> tweet. Uh, let's talk about this game against A and M now. Yeah, that's a lot more interesting than the Rice. Uh, A&M has yet to beat LSU since they joined the SEC. It's kind of death taxes, LSU beating A&M. Yeah. When A&M has game day at their stadium, they're always, you know, you see signs that says, I just want to beat LSU. They don't even care about whether it be Clemson or Alabama, whoever they're playing. They want to win this game. It's a rivalry because it's the Thanksgiving rivalry since Arkansas game is no longer on Thanksgiving weekend. It feels like it's kind of the LSU-Alabama aspect where the Alabama fans don't really care about the LSU game too much or I should say that the LSU fans care more because it's so one-sided in recent memory that it's also, since it's so one-sided in this series as well, you know, LSU fans have a harder time getting uh, up for this one, so to speak. Yeah, that, that, that's what happens. Like you said, I mean, LSU has won the past seven games against A&M. This goes beyond, you know, playing in the SEC. These teams 
played a few times, you know, prior to A&M recently joining the, the conference. Uh, so, so LSU's dominated this series in recent memory. And like you said, it's just, it's one of those things. Now, to make things interesting, A&M has opened as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. So I a little weird. I don't really know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. It's it's at A&M in Kyle yeah. Field. So that that's that's something. You yeah, know, I, I don't Kyle. understand it. I mean, I know LSU's had trouble covering in the past. You know, against Rice, obviously, they failed to cover the 44, I think it was, when the game started. And, you know, obviously against Arkansas, only winning by seven. But I don't know if I would – I don't understand fully – Making LSU an underdog. Yeah, here. I mean A and M. Look, A and M is not. They're they're they've been inconsistent good. this year. They're good. They've I mean, but they they've they've looked very bad against teams LSU has looked very good against. Looking at Ole Miss, you know, uh, Auburn, Mississippi State. Uh, then Texas A and M has gone and played very well against Clemson. Yeah. Who is the second best team in the country? You know, arguably could have won the game. I still think they should have won the game. Uh, but then LSU has gone and beaten teams like Georgia, who now look really good. So I think you're getting two teams that aren't necessarily the most consistent teams. Yeah, I would agree And with that. if you get a Texas A&M team that showed up against uh, Clemson and an, L- an LSU team that showed up against Arkansas, then Texas A&M easily covers. If you get the LSU team that showed up against Georgia and the A&M team that, you know, showed up against Mississippi State, let's say it, it could be another one, you know, another one-sided affair in this series. So this is where you would usually say this is a weird game. So actually, though, this might be a weird game. <laughs> Um, I just want to—I just want to put that out there, man. I mean, it, look, man, this is the SEC. Everything's weird. Um, Brandon Fihoko is going to be out for this yes, for this he, game. I think he had some bicep. Yeah, he uh, tore surgery. his bicep uh, in the Georgia game. Apparently, just too strong. Yeah, and he's played some games since then. Yeah, no, he, he so. played the Alabama game so. against State as well. Yeah. well. he's he's a real trooper, but uh, he recently underwent surgery. I think maybe he just hocked too hard. He slapped his leg too hard in the bicep. <laughs> that, that that's actually a possibility. That that that's wild. A and M is a real physical team. Ozron has said that this LSU team does well as underdogs, which um, they've won every game as an underdog except, except for the Alabama, Bama game. Yeah. Uh, they were underdogs, I think, against Georgia, uh, Auburn, and uh, Miami. A and M is a dangerous team, so you sh- shouldn't be taken lightly. But we'll see. I, I mean, I still think that with so much to play for, you know, a potential New Year Six mm-hmm. berth. You this know, is we, a mini, a mini semifinal for us. Yeah, we we spoke about how it's kind of difficult for fans, in particular, to to get excited for this game, but. I think the team will be well motivated. I mean, this is L- LSU has this a chance is, to this play is, the this first. This is this is this is like a this is a New Year's Six semifinal. Yeah. I, I mean, like I know I just said that, and kind of I thought about it some more, and that really is what it what it is. I know, like they talk about expanding the playoff, and people always counter with, "Well, the season is every game in the season is like you know a play-in game because you yeah. want to stay involved." But this really is, you know, because LSU is in the situation where winning you're in basically to the New Year's Six, or maybe even better if something crazy happens in the next few weeks, and that's happened with two lost LSU teams in the past. You know, this is really, this is it. If LSU loses this game, it's, it, feel, it will feel like so much progress that has been made because LSU got so close to this New Year's Six Bowl game will have been completely, you know, thrown away all for naught. Kind There's of a huge difference in 10-2 and two yes. with a chance to go 11-2. and two. Than nine and three, and that's that's kind of what's on the line here. I mean, that is what's on if the line. If LSU loses, it's back to back to the Citrus Bowl again. Yeah, you know? I mean, and just the monotony of that. Mm-hmm. If we go to a third straight Citrus Bowl, I'm gonna swear off oranges for the rest of my life. <laughs> I mean, I, I I just can't take it anymore. But yeah, I mean, this is this is LSU. Sorry, Syracuse. Chance. Yeah, well, I hey, you know what? I'd be down to go to an Orange Bowl. There you go. I think it, Even though it's a semifinal, yeah. I think. Well, hey, maybe, okay, maybe I'm alluding okay. to something. Okay. Maybe I'm alluding to absolute pure chaos. It's unfortunate because a couple games LSU needed to go its way for that to happen just 
two point failed two point conversions were the story. Right, of the college last couple weekend. weeks, yeah. yeah. But yeah, all the, the the potential was kind of there. I for, wonder if for, Matt Canada had so much spite for LSU that he intentionally lost to Ohio State. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I think know. Ohio State's not. I mean, Ohio State's not the Ohio State of of old. I mean, they're barely beating this Maryland team that probably should have won the game. They're getting absolutely destroyed by Purdue. You know, Notre, I guess it happens every year. But Notre Dame, like I, th- I was saying all year that they'd lose a game, they, that they wouldn't win out, and here we are, and Notre Dame's undefeated. I, I say I'm still not convinced over Notre Dame because they like to keep it close in a lot of games. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not. I'm not sold on Notre Dame, but like, I'm definitely now where I'm of the mindset of they're deserving of a spot. Oh, like, I mean, if yeah. they. If anybody runs the table, yeah, at UCF, they uh, should they should be in it. Wow. They should get serious. Are you one of those guys? Are you seriously one of those guys? You think UCF should be in it? Thing is, like, if it comes down to the ultimate chaos, you know that we've talked about, it'll be between L- assuming LSU wins against A and M, and maybe I just jinxed it. It'll be between LSU and UCF for that fourth spot. If, and we're talking superchaos.com here, a weird domain name to buy, but I'm considering it now that I said it out loud. Like dogs and cats living together, like chaos. You know, that's a reference to, to Ghostbusters that you just, yep. just went right over your head. No, I haven't seen Ghostbusters. Okay. Well, I, 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 sorry, I can't. My, I haven't paid my phone bill. I can't call anybody, so I haven't seen Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, my God. Jeez, we're just, we got to cut that whole segment. Prediction. Prediction for this game. I might leave it in. Uh, <laughs> I'm fe- I woke up feeling dangerous. I'll leave it in. Good reference. Um, so Ghostbusters, pr- too, reference. I'm about to walk out of this, <laughs> this room. Um, prediction for the game. I've got LSU... Man, I, you know what? I've got LSU something like 28-31 to... 2,831-2. to No, no. Oh, 28 no, or 31. Oh, okay. Well, you got to pick one, dude. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go with... I say 31. Let's see. I, I think it's going to be 31 LSU and like 17 A&M. I'm going to go with LSU 41. Jeez. Because I mean, LSU has scored a lot of points on this, this A&M team in the past. Man, I was kind of feeling bad for going as high as 31, and here you are in the 40s. Uh, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. I, I've, I'm going to say LSU 41, A&M 24. LSU keeps A&M under 30 points, keeps that streak alive of letting teams not score 30 So points. I don't like your 41, but I like your 24. Mm. I, th- I feel like if we, we combine talents, we could make a perfect score here. Um, oh, some other things? Les Miles? I was going to bring him up, but Les Miles is back. Yeah, the hat is back, baby. I'm excited. I'm so excited. It's either going to go really well or really poorly. Dude, I, read an interesting, I read an interesting article before you talk about that. I read a, a, an article about how... It's 60% winning percentage to get into the College Football Hall of Fame, and Les Miles is at 70 right now. Does him going to Kansas potentially, if he loses a lot of games, does it put him under the 60% threshold to get in? I think I read, though, that his winning percentage is so good that he could lose every game for the next, like, Four, five, or six years, and he'd still be over the sixty percent mark. That's, so that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think he's in too much danger of losing that sixty percent threshold. I really hope he pulls it off. And though. here's the thing, you know, so obviously a lot of fans are really excited because you know Les Miles is a good guy. I did read some articles, not from you know local articles, but you know more national outlets where where they said you know Les Miles was an unimaginative hire, and you know how he wasn't the right fit, how his offense is you know outdated. Here's the thing, man. Kansas is averaging two wins a year. Like, like they're not looking for for a national championship team. They're looking, they're looking to you bowl know, games. yeah, bowl games. Like, haven't been to one in ten years. Yeah, and Les Miles is the ultimate bowl game coach. Like, if you want to go to bowl games, Les Miles will take you. Death there. taxes and ten win seasons. Yeah, I mean that. Look, and that's what it'll do. And I, I really and truly think. I know, I know we spoke about this, about Kansas being that sleeping giant of a fan base. And, you know, all the potential is there for them to, you know, build a really good football program. I think that's, I think that's very true. I think within the next three years, Les Miles 
is going to come close to, if not achieve, a 10-win season with Kansas. So two weeks ago you said five years. No, no, no. I said two years. You said five years away from being a 10-win team. This year you're saying in the third year it could happen. Yeah. Well, he has some serious, he has some serious clout that past hires have not had. Uh, somebody said this is just like when Kansas hired Charlie Weiss. Yeah, but it's not. But Charlie Weiss was always garbage. Yeah, no. Les Miles is a people. Les Miles is a national championship. He's, he's been to two national coach. championships. People don't realize how hard it is to get in the game, much less win that game. Like, like to win a national championship, you have to. Everything has to go right for your team. Like you have to be so close to perfect, except for that year when he won it and he he actually he lost twice. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the thing is, the thing is, he was perfect in regulation. That it's year. so he was. He it's so hard and in the to first win those two overtimes. games. People, but but the the problem is, people look at Alabama and Nick Saban wins every year. So so everybody should win every year because it's easy to win every year. Yeah, he makes it look easy. That's not how it is. National championships shouldn't be that easy. Listen, in this first in Nick Saban's first season in Alabama, he lost to UL Monroe, yes. and everybody was like, "This guy's trash." What make like there are old YouTube comments that are still on YouTube. Of Nick Saban, Nick Saban's press conference after that loss, and they said this guy got lucky with a national championship. How is it expected that Nick Saban's that good? You know, so it's it's that's amazing. Even he didn't make reasons. it. Even he didn't make it look easy. Are you going to make the joke that Alabama people have internet connection? No, no, no. 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 I'm going to make the joke that you see these YouTube comments. Like, I think wait, I saw it how much how much videos. spare time do you have, man? More than I wish to tell you. <laughs> My goodness. More than I'm willing to admit. But yeah, I mean, I think Les Miles, He's great for the game of college football. I think he'll have a lot of success at Kansas, or he'll at least, at the very least, he'll have way more success than Kansas is used to. Okay. So a win. Yes. Yeah. No. Seriously. I mean, look, he's gonna do something crazy. Six I and would, six is a, a success in Kansas. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Next year, I would not be surprised if he upset a team like Texas with Kansas. Wouldn't be surprised on like some type of fake field goal reverse at the last second. Other news: the Saints doing real well. Yeah. So the Saints are 9-1 and one now. Looking good. Looking very good. Their Looking next game good. is on Thanksgiving. Thanks for the segue. Thanksgiving. So, debates. We've had debates. The first debate we ever had was around the college football playoff, the CFP, whether or not Penn State or Ohio State should be in. I was the victor. Debatable. And we then the next debate, debate on who won that debate. The, <laughs> the next debate we had was the CFP debate, Christmas film playoff debate, where I would correctly uh, identified uh, Die Hard as a Christmas film. You know, I'll give you I'll give you the fact that you made some really good arguments. But After the there, fact. there will be a part two. I'm so of that I, debate. I really hope so. You no, know, yeah, this year, yeah, and and you're going down. I'm just saying. Okay, uh, because the debate de- really devolved I'm, from the top four movies we had to whether or not Die Hard was a Christmas. Honestly, film. we should not we should not talk about any sports related thing. It should just be okay. twenty minutes, twenty, 20 minutes. to thirty minutes of just us going at it <laughs> over Christmas films. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> But first, the task at hand. Yes. So this year's CFP debate is the, I couldn't fit, think of a good word that began with C, so I decided cornucopia food playoff. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's creative. I, CFP is a very, you have a very limited amount of choices when it's CFP. Yeah, only three letters. So cornucopia three food continents. playoff, the top four Thanksgiving foods. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. You want to start from number four and work to one, or number one and work to four? Why don't you go first and I will... I will throw in my thoughts. Okay, yeah, that's fine, and then we'll reverse it. So, just to give you a heads up, I have some. I made some criteria. Oh, what are they for 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 my uh, my picks here? So, so the first criteria I have is flavor. Okay, this type of food has to taste good. My second criteria is does it satiate the stomach? Okay, does it fill me up? Okay, but does it? I, I'm not looking for stuffed. I'm not looking for like too light. I'm looking for that perfect in between. 
So like, not bloated, but still really yes. good about yourself. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then the third is traditional. Is it a traditional mm. Thanksgiving food? Okay. That's to help make things comparable. Right. Know? So I, I stayed fairly traditional. My other criteria was, uh, do I like it as a food? Okay. So Zoyce is going with very <laughs> rudimentary options here. I know um, what I like, man. But let's start. So so I actually I actually did my... So you want to go four to one? One to four? I say we go... What do you think builds the most? Suspense? I don't know, because I feel like I feel like the top two we may agree on like one, twos, and threes, and the four <laughs> maybe where the debate comes in. So, so you want to do four, three, one, two? That's just ridiculous. Okay, let's not waste three minutes on what the order. Let's. How about you do your number one, and I okay. do my number. Or right. you do your top four, just one through four. Okay. And then I'll do my. Here's one my four. number one. Okay. It's it's number one. Nobody really wants it to be number one, but it has to be number one. Turkey. I mean, it's got to be number one. It's on everybody's fried table. turkey or just just, just turkey just straight up the turkey. Okay. Yep. That that wonderful bird that sits on in the middle of your table. I'm convinced. I have this theory, which is completely wrong. It's not a theory because it's not backed up with any evidence. So it's more of a hypothesis. Shout out to scientists who hate when people say theory when they mean hypothesis. That Thanksgiving was invented by the turkey lobby to sell turkey. That's my theory. All right, carry on. Well, it worked, man, because turkey is delicious. It's very, very healthy meat. Just like St. Valentine's, uh, Valentine's Day was invented by the Hallmark uh, business to sell to sell cards. Yeah, I'm not even sure there is a St. Valentine. So there is St. Valentine. Yeah, but he's got nothing to do with the. Love he does not. Stuff. No, you're right. You're yeah. Um, so turkey is my number one. You, would you like to give your number one? Or you want me to go? Uh, go to number two because turkey is not my number one. So mac and cheese is my number two. Mac and cheese is my number one. Okay. Absolutely number one. Yeah, no. Okay. Mac and cheese I can see is that. the best. I'm not gonna. Just even if it's not Thanksgiving, just mac and cheese. Yeah, no, I'm, but it's so much better on but the, Thanksgiving. But the, the fact that it is allowed to be a thing you eat on Thanksgiving, fantastic. Yeah, no, mac and cheese. So is, your number one is turkey, number two, mac and cheese. Mac, oh, I should I should specify, mac and cheese sans ketchup. Oh, who eats mac and cheese with ketchup? Oh. Patrick Mahomes does. Very controversial. Oh, man. That's a five-year-old thing. My brother used to do that when he was five. And it's one of those things where it's weird too because it's like kids do that and they Patrick don't know Mahomes, why they do that. Like it's I know it's Patrick Mahomes versus Drew Brees and we're Saints fans so we're kind of partial to Drew Brees winning the MVP race. But putting ketchup on mac and cheese has to be disqualifying. For yeah, I, I agree. Trophy. No, yeah, yeah, should be disqualifying to play football. Honestly, he shouldn't. He should be unemployed. <laughs> um, anyways, my third is green bean casserole. Oh man, yeah. I'm nodding. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. No, I. It's it's my my four. It's it's around my four area and I'm really. Torn between uh, green bean casserole in the top four or just outside it, but I like I'm a fan of it as well. Okay, and then my four, my four is so I'm, I'm I was torn in my four. So I've got four and I've got two two dishes outside looking in. I've got stuffing at four. Okay, Ooh. and I've got mashed potatoes and shrimp and corn bisque soup outside looking Ooh. in. I've never had shrimp and corn bisque soup. So it's delicious. It definitely fills the flavor. How it's traditional a, it, is it in terms of? Because I know you have soups on Thanksgiving, like some like. Yeah, yeah no, I feel like so that's that's where I, you know it's dicey because it's like, it's traditional kind of here in in Louisiana, mm, okay, but not really elsewhere. So so it checks off the flavor box. Satiate, it's too light. It's okay. it's it's a light dish. Satiation levels low. Yeah, no, and and traditional questionable. Okay. Um. So that's why it's my six. That's why it doesn't meet the eye test. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a good it's a good dish. It can compete with the big boys on the table. But it's just not going to be in that four spot. It's the UCF, honestly. Okay. The schedule's too weak. Yeah. No, it is. It is. So your top four, Turkey, quickly. mac and cheese, green bean casserole, stuffing. Okay. Number one for me, mac and cheese. Okay. Absolutely. No, no. I, like, I'm not going to. I will go and after eating two plates of everything, I might just go back and get mac and cheese only. 
and just slop that thing on my plate. Okay, so that's kind of that's kind of crazy. That's kind of ridiculous. Ma- you're you're going to go back. I'm explaining to you how much I like mac and cheese. This is a weird exaggeration, man. Like, this is a weird flex. Anyway, no, but okay. Number two is mac and cheese with ketchup. That's a joke. Oh uh, number two is, for me, mashed potatoes. Okay. See, now, so I like mashed potatoes. Don't get me wrong. I love them. They're, it's great to scream at golf tournaments. It's, it's, um, but it's one of those things where, so the, pa- the potato itself is a superfood. I'm convinced. You can make it in anything. Just like kale. You can make a potato in anything. But <laughs> you just have you just ignored my jokes. No, absolutely. And uh, but this, the thing about the mashed potatoes, does it lack in the flavor category? I think it could. I think it needs to it be dressed to. up. Doesn't have to. It depends. It depends who's making it. You know, you can put cheese on mashed potatoes, but you don't want to because you have the mac and cheese. But mashed potatoes working together as the whole, it really can bring it all together. Because you can, you can take some turkey, take whatever, and, and also in the same bite have some mashed potatoes, and you're cooking on gas. That's true. That, 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 there is a cohesive factor right. to these elements. So it really it plays is, well it, with the rest of exactly, the, the components. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have, I have bread. And let me explain. Oh no, no, no. I so have I, I love cornbread, bread. cornbread, or dinner rolls. Both. I don't know if I, I didn't want to make it two separate things, but I like both. And so I thought that if I combine them as bread, it can sneak in as three. So look, man. I mean, I'm Italian. I love bread. I think there's Nobody always is. room for bread. However, it's cornbread. Just, cornbread more than anything else. But I also really delicious. like dinner rolls. Cornbread and di- and dinner rolls are delicious. Again, big cohesive factors to the main course. But does it fulfill the criteria? That I've agreed upon and you haven't. Does it fulfill my criteria? It's delicious, yes. It doesn't You're a textualist. You're a textualist. I believe that the Thanksgiving Constitution is a breathing thing. No. No, it shouldn't be. This has been the food that's been served for for eons, okay? The cavemen ate this way. Yes. And they would rank it like this with the dinosaurs. However, dude, and what, what, what number is your bread? Three. Oh, that's far too high. That should be an outside looking so, dish. Well, 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 okay. Number four is so I'm cons- I'm torn between green bean casserole because I love the onions, the little onions on it, and, and specifically leftover turkey, not day of turkey, but leftover turkey, because using the dinner rolls that I mentioned in number three, you can make amazing sandwiches. I think you made this list on purpose to be controversial because dude, what did I miss? What did I miss on? First off, you're talking about. Post Thanksgiving food now. Thanksgiving food leftover is made turkey a, is made in a way to eat it. it the, the longevity of Thanksgiving food. We're is what talking makes it about so a ideal. Thanksgiving dish. I'm sorry, but you can't have a. Thanks- I said Thanksgiving food, hence food at Thanksgiving, not necessarily food eaten on Thanksgiving. So let me ask you a question, man. Because I think leftover turkey is better than uh, maybe it's a mental thing because you're like ready to go back for the leftovers, you know, after Thanksgiving, so it gets so much better. But I think leftover turkey is better than day of turkey. You can't, but you can't count it for this competition. That's what, just where we'll fundamentally disagree. No, no, no. Because look at this. Let's let's honestly think about this. Every single day for lunch, I eat turkey, cheese, and bread in sandwich form. But it, do you eat? But the leftover turkey, the left, the turkey you're eating, is it the, from the turkey made on Thanksgiving? Because specifically, leftover Thanksgiving turkey is my number four. So technically, dude, technically it is leftover turkey. Because but not from Thanksgiving. And sli- that's my point. That's what I'm trying to. That's the point I'm trying to make. To you. I'm telling you, there's a specific factor in my stupid brain that thinks that leftover Thanksgiving turkey is better than day of Thanksgiving turkey and just turkey in general. That is the most arbitrary thing I've ever heard. Get mad. The, the whole I'm point. The freaking arbiter no, of no, turkeys. No, 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 no. The whole point of this type of playoff is objectivity. It's all subjective, dude. No, it's not. You made a fake constitution that was not ratified by fake. any governmental this body. This isn't fake. 
This is this isn't fake. I think if you ask nine out of ten Americans, they would agree these three pillars are are a huge factor to not only Thanksgiving but any meal. This is the I think the first time that we've had a debate where we have actually well, actually in the Christmas debate we were questioning what constitutes a Christmas movie. So I think we're also debating over the the intrinsic values of this ranking system. I think that's interesting. Rather than you know debating over what food is good, it's you know the the actual, you know, infrastructure, so to speak, of this debate. It's, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's like we're falling back on the objectivity of it all, the infrastructure of what it should be. Bridges are we're arguing. We're arguing over what our objective rules should be. Right. Just my rules are different to yours, and there was no, there was no coherent set of rules set, and I think it, it makes debates so, better. Wait, give me your four, then. Just give me your four. Mac and cheese, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, oh. cornbread, and then leftover turkey. And five is green bean. A very strong number five is green bean casserole. Green bean casserole is so good, man. It I mean, is it checks good. off all three boxes. I don't understand how that doesn't get in. It's very close. You had turkey as number one, leftover how turkey. How does green four? bean casserole not beat the rolls? Like, man, you can I have, have a roll I've, any day. You can have rolls can be eaten. Bread can be eaten any day of the week, any month of the year. Green bean casserole is only made certain amounts of time. My mom doesn't make it every day. She doesn't, she doesn't just Listen, mail me green bean cornbread casserole. has been a staple of my diet since I was a zygote. Cornbread is one of my favorite things ever. Okay, that's and that's fine. Cornbread that's number three. Fine. What's the problem? You have a really dry mouth. But, th- I mean, the, the whole point is... The, the whole point of Mac it and is, cheese, mashed potatoes, and cornbread probably does leave you pretty parched. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Dessert. Let's, we, have to, we have to throw in our favorite dessert, I think. Okay. Tie this whole thing. I know the debate. You're either going to go pumpkin pie or cranberry sauce because you're no. so boring. Oh, really? No, dude. What do you have? I don't like pumpkin pie or okay. cranberry sauce. Okay. Pecan pie. Hmm. I have a problem in desserts, and it's that I will only eat desserts that are chocolate. So I'm not 100% like going to roast you for that because I'm a huge chocolate guy. And honestly, when it comes to sweets... I typically stick to chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't really go off the reservation too much with... That's a little on the nose for Thanksgiving. I wouldn't use that phrase. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. I'll let you wallow in what you just did. Uh, anything chocolate. I mean, I, I don't think there's as, uh, you know, as besides the, like, the, the three main things, you know, the two I mentioned and the pecan pie you mentioned, you know, there isn't really a coherent list of Thanksgiving-specific desserts. Perhaps the most important takeaway from all of this is to take time away, step back, and enjoy the things that we should be thankful for. Oh, okay. For. You should yes. that's what you should do. Yeah. What are you what's one thing you're thankful for, Chris? Well, got to be family and health. Those are two two very huge things that I'm thankful for. Also thankful for to have a great partner like you to do these podcasts with who who is so technologically savvy that I don't have to edit these things myself. Obviously, family is important. Yes. Friendships. But mostly, I'm thankful that I have a partner like you who is smart enough to recognize that having a partner like me is so beneficial. I reverse thank you. (laughs) I guess that's uh, the Thanksgiving. Oh, we didn't do trivia yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I I would have wrapped the podcast. I would have forgotten. Good thing. You should be thankful. What's your question? So, there is a college football team that has a mascot. Oh. Oh. That is a turkey. I know it. No, you don't. I do. You don't. When was the last time LSU played this team? So the team you're referring to is the Virginia Tech Hokies. They are a turkey. When was the last time we played them? So they played in 2007. Uh, I don't know. They may have played since then. I'm going to go with 2007. Maybe they played in 08 as well? Seven final answer. So this is a historic moment, folks. Zoyce has finally gotten a trivia question correct. Yes. 
in so many tries. I thought I'd never see the day. I cheated again. Did you really cheat? No, no, no. That's probably just set. Wow. Yeah, but uh, the, the Virginia Tech Hokies. Hokie is a turkey. Is it? It's a Hokie a turkey? I didn't know yeah, if it, it was is. kind of a thing where... Uh, uh, it's a breed of turkey, I guess. Is it? Okay, so I was wondering if, like, the Hokies was, like, a, a, you know, a regional name for someone from, like, the Blacksburg area or something, and... They just had a turkey as a random thing, kind of like Alabama's the Crimson Tide, but they have an elephant. Like the Miami Hurricanes, but they have an ibis. But it's because the ibis recognizes the hurricane before any other birds. So. Or ibis. So that's your... Um, I just really wanted to show off my knowledge of the ibis population. I'm going to have to call foul on that one. Nicely done. Woo-woo! Nicely done. All right, my question is uh, a little more traditional regarding the LSU Texas A&M matchup. So we mentioned that LSU has not lost to A&M in a long time. Uh, it's, it's been a very long time. My question to you is, uh, when's the last time Texas A&M beat LSU? Ooh, that's a tough one. I have no idea. So prior to A&M joining the SEC, LSU last played A&M in either 99 or 91, one of those years. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. That's not true because we played them in the Cotton Bowl. Correct. Good catch. But that's the, not obviously not the answer because right, LSU yeah, yeah, won. Yeah. No, yeah, and neither are the 290 years be, or uh, throughout because LSU won both of those games too. So LSU has won the last seven contests. So let me try and do this. LSU won in 99? How do you remember that? I don't, I don't, so, okay, let's not say they won in 99 yet. That might be premature. So seven contests. So, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can figure this out. Just I'm, just, I'm just looking for a year, man. One. Two, three, three. What are you doing over there, Just, dude? Wait, watch out, watch out. I'm this putting, is terrible radio. No, no. I'm putting my mat. You can cut all of this. You can cut all of this. I usually leave in the, the thought processes for the... Uh, I'll, I'll explain my thought process when I finish. Now, see, you've messed me up and you've delayed me. So <laughs> you have to I start have, again? I have to start again. Oh, God. Seven contests. Find out in my head when they joined the league. When, did, when was that? It was either 13... 14. Let's say it was 13. Let's just guess and say it was 13. We gotta make some assumptions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 1991. Okay, interesting, uh, interesting. So, what was your thought process? Did you, I mean, so you said you'd tell me. I'm gonna tell you now you're wrong. Okay, well, I'm glad you said that first because I was about to start bragging a little bit. I was, Dang. Gonna, I was gonna say, uh, well, I'm a genius. So my thought process was I knew that LSU had won the last seven contests. Right. So A&M actually joined the league in 2012 for the 2012-13 season. Yeah. Okay. So what I did was I subtracted seven from when I thought they joined the league. And that year we played them in 2010 in the bowl game. So it was the 2010 season, but the game was in January 11. So you're basically right. Yeah. So that's kind of what I did there. 2013 was the first time it was played on the Thanksgiving weekend. In 2012, oh, okay. LSU played A&M right. in October. Right. They switched the Arkansas yes. on A&M. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So then what I did was I knew that we played them in 99. They, we didn't. We played them in 91. We did. Right. So LSU did play A&M in 1991, but they also played them in 92, in 93, in 94, and in 95. And September 2nd, 1995, a 13-17 win in College Station was the last time Texas A&M beat LSU. Wow. I had an interesting, I know this podcast can be super long, but it's a spectacular Thanksgiving episode. There, there's a streak that is longer for LSU in terms of games played. Uh, there's a winless streak for A&M in this series that went from 1960. Uh, they played in 1960, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, and 69, where LSU did not lose to A&M in any of those games, and it's the longest such streak uh, including a 7-7 tie in 1966. But every wow. other game in that in that streak was a win for LSU. So 
LSU uh, has been able to put together some long streaks. Uh, that's going to wrap it up, though, for this week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Manners, and you can gobble at me, or tweet, at Calderola. Okay, at first I thought you were stupid, then I understood the joke, and I still think you're stupid. But yes, enjoy your Thanksgiving break, and we'll be back next week.